Welcome to episode 14 of the WP Campus podcast, a podcast for those using WordPress in higher education. The REST API became a part of WordPress core in version 4.7, and for developers like me, this is one of the most exciting changes to WordPress in years. But now that it's in core, what do you use it for? How does it fit into what you're already doing, and what does it allow you to do that traditional WordPress doesn't? My name is Brian DeConnick at NC State University. I'm joined by Ashley Kaloje and Jonathan DeRochers. Uh, Ashley and John are a part of the interactive design team at Boston University's Marketing and Communications Group. They built an interactive companion piece for an article in Bostonia, BU's alumni magazine. It's a beautiful piece of web design. I really like it. And it's all powered by the REST API. Ashley contributed a WP Campus sponsored blog post describing the project that was featured on Link, the Journal of Higher Education Web Professionals, published by our partners at Hyatt Web. And that's a lot to say. Um, <laughs> Ashley and John are here to tell us more about their project. Welcome, Ashley and John. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Pretty good. Not bad. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming and talking about this project. I I am sincere. I really, really like it. Um, it's it's a cool uh, interactive representation of um, what's talked about in that article, and uh, I'm a little jealous that I don't get to work on things like that. <laughs> so um, I guess let's start off with just a broad overview of uh, that. I guess if you want to talk a little about that article and how this project got started and what got you towards building this interactive piece. All right. Um, yeah, so we did a, this piece for our alumni pub publication, Bostonia, um, which basically profiles alumni who are doing really great work um, out in the world. And Dr. Woodbine was doing this project uh, with um, and some research with basketball and sort of um, how people use it to ask really big life questions. So he his background's in religion and he went through and he grew up sort of in the inner city and he used basketball to face a lot of these questions. And what he found as he studied religion was that there were a lot of parallels there. You know, you might find some interesting parallels with uh, meditation, like you know, those, um, I don't know the right word for it, but the sort of the meditation walking circles, there's some parallels there. But basically, what he did was he came up with this sort of ritual on the court um, to face the discrimination and sort of the trials of growing up as you know a black person and all the you know, sort of the history behind that. So that's actually eight games played in real life. It's a it's a real physical thing that he does. Mm -hmm. So you'll play like one on one with someone, and then you'll play like many on one and each of those games represents a different piece of history um, within black history so um, an individual free throw might represent you know the beginning you being in africa and then many on one would be something like you know lynching where you're facing tons and tons of oppression so <laughs> with this very big and very complicated <laughs> ask, um the bostonia editors and team came to us and said can you make that interactive? <laughs> <laughs> and without an actual basketball in people's hands. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, that, that's kind of how it got started. And it, it was pretty nuts because most of the meetings were me basically holding up like this and uh -huh. saying, this is all the stuff that we're doing, like just sheets of paper. So it was a lot of trust 
um, on everyone's part to get it through. And so I guess just out of curiosity, does this happen a lot? Do you do a lot of these interactive special pieces for Bostonia, or is this sort of a rare one-off sort of thing? Um, no, we do. It, it's lo varying levels of complexity, but we do, uh, I think we publish four times a year, right? It's quarterly, yeah. Quarterly. And usually there's like three? Yeah, three to three four features. Three interactive per issue? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't get to work on things like that. So, um, so uh, I guess, so in, in your blog post when you talked about um, putting this together and how you you know came to decide to use the REST API, you said it took about a month or a little less than a month to, to do this project. Can you talk a little bit about what that process looked like and how you, I guess, how you go from somebody asking you build a thing to uh, to having a working REST API powered interactive website. Okay. Um, well, I can start on on my end with the design. I basically read through the story and I read through all of Dr. Woodbine's notes and everything he sent me. And I, I showed you just now the the scary storyboards that um, I was presenting at meetings. Um, but basically, what I did is I read through it and I caught a couple of things that really um, stood out to me. One was that it was this sort of very public ritual being played in a park. So I wanted some component of um, publicity and interactivity, which is where we brought the REST API in. Um, the other was with audio. Um, mm -hmm. the music playing and the crowd cheering and those sorts of things are really important in the physical version. So in the interactive version, we used some of that to reflect um, the different periods of history as well that we were walking through. Mm -hmm. So throughout throughout this whole thing, I was explaining, okay, this is how this goes with this, but it was all very, very loose and very much ideas until the very end when we actually got something working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so and, this project was a little weird because Ashley went on vacation right when I started working on it. So we, <laughs> kind of, we, we met and then she said, okay, see you later. And then we figured it out. So I, I knew enough from her and uh, I kind of brainstormed a little and we looked at um, maybe using gravity forms, mm -hmm. but from uh, it was too rigid from a uh, from from a design perspective. It's it's kind of tough to style in that in that amount of custom styling. Mm -hmm. um, so we were thinking about it a little more, and we were going to do our own custom stuff. And then we just thought, you know, this is really just comments, you know, and and. It was probably a month after the REST API was merged into Core, right. so we were really excited about it. We wanted to use it, um, and so we just basically thought, um, you know, these are basically comments, and how can we could we use that? Um, and then when I was exploring it more, you know, I said, well, trackbacks and pingbacks are just types of comments. So even though WordPress doesn't technically have a way to register custom comment types yet mm -hmm. um, you can still add your own so we ended up coming up with with that idea where we have a custom comment type and all of these answers that people input throughout the experience um, are just submitted as comments with a, a few pieces of meta um, so basically we track the comment um, we track what question it belongs to um, and obviously when it was left and uh, you know, there's some other stuff, but that was basically how we arrived at the decision that the REST API was. It was all there. It did exactly what we needed. We just had to have a custom comment type, mm -hmm. and we could make it work. So now, um, suppose this has happened like a year earlier, and you didn't have the REST API in core. Uh, how do you think you would have handled a project like this? 
Um, I think we, I think we might have still leaned towards the REST API because it's been pretty solid in a plugin form for quite sure. a while. And we've actually had it on production for a while. Okay. Um, but utilized it very minimally. Um, I think that you know we might have just had to have our own custom AJAX submission that we might have might have leaned towards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can say from my perspective, I might not have proposed this if I didn't know there was a way to do it. Um, that's one thing that I try to be very careful with in my designs is saying, you know, oh, is it possible? You know, is it reasonable within our timeline? So if I looked at something and I said, I have no idea how we can do this and I have a month timeline, then I, I don't think it ever would have existed. Mm -hmm. And so the interactivity of this project is sort of key to it working at all. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I think I think using Cummins was really inspired. I would have gone round and round with Gravity Forms probably for a month <laughs> and a half before, before I tried anything else. Um, so the, the other blocker with Gravity Forms too was um, being able to query the data that gets right. submitted. So that was really one of the main things for me where I was, I've never done or seen that done before in a public mm -hmm. fashion. Um, so with comments, we would just have to hit the REST API for request so many comments for a specific question. Um, and that, that really helped us from the experience part of it, the front end experience. Mm -hmm. So without getting too much into the weeds, so is each question like a, a post or a post type and then it has comments associated with it? Is that how you did that? Nope. So um, each, it's one post. Okay. Um, and then each question mm -hmm. is, they're all comments. They're all the same type of custom comment. Okay. We have like Bostonia feature is the comment type. And um, when they submit it, it's just a comment. It just goes in as a comment with that type. And then there's just a meta, comment meta, uh, key associated with it for what question it belongs to. Got it. And then when we return the data, we just add that meta key to the REST API response. And then the front end, um, at the end, you actually see everybody else's answers amongst your own. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a way we say, hey, we need all the answers for question one, question two, and then as the summary goes through, it's able to grab the correct answers in, in context. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just one post, a bunch of, a bunch of comments, yeah. Sounds easy when you put it like that. <laughs> so um, uh, I guess also with the REST API, uh, is this just REST API endpoints out of the box, or did you have to add your own endpoints? So it was mostly out of the box. Um, we didn't change the endpoints, but we changed some of the behaviors. Um, so for example, um, WordPress has something called uh, comment flooding protection. Sure. So you can't leave more than one comment in a 30 second span, you know? So that was a challenge. Um, another challenge we had was profanity. Um, it's a sensitive topic and we didn't want anything to be showing up to other people. Mm -hmm. um, if it was potentially, you know, hurtful or, or offensive. Um, so we have, uh, in the past, I've done something where it basically checks the content of a post for potentially bad words. Um, and if, it has, if the comment has any of that, those words that we've identified in it, um, it'll just mark it for moderation. So the, the whoever is in charge of that article in editorial will just have to approve that comment before it shows up. Mm -hmm. um, there are instances where the words might, we might want the words to show up for the impact or for, to, to emphasize the, the nature of the experience, but we don't, might not want that to happen right away. Right, right. Um, so, 
Did either of you have any experience working with the REST API before this? You said you had it in production in plugin form. Um, had you what kind of projects had you worked on so far that you had sort of felt it out? Um, I've used it a bunch for um, kind of type ahead uh, functionality where you will type start to type something and it will autocomplete, give you some suggestions. Okay. Um, so we've done that a couple times on searches on the front end with that type of stuff. Um, and I'm trying to think. I mean, we've partnered with ISNT on a number of things, um, mm -hmm. a number of different sites that use it, I believe. ISNT is your central IT group, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we, we work with them a lot on the back-end applications and um, on the sort of very heavy development sites. So one, I think BU Today mobile app uses REST API. Yes, yep, it's a Android iOS app, and it, yeah, it's run by the REST API. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, so, so at NC State, we are aware of the REST API, <laughs> and we have poked at it a little bit, but we don't really have anything, at least in our office, we don't have anything in production um, using the, the API at all. So uh, for somebody like me who lives and breathes in the loop and, you know, in regular WordPress functions, what makes the API different? And like, just conceptually, what does a developer who's coming into the API wants to build a project, what do they need to be thinking about? Yeah, so the REST API is great because it kind of separates just your pure data from everything else. So there are these, there are these data schemas that are very very well thought out and very well planned by the, the people that help build the REST API. Um, and they account for, you know, a lot of, a lot of WordPress. Um, so by opening this up, it, it, it opens a bunch of possibilities. And the main one is, um, if you've ever heard of a, a headless WordPress install, uh -huh. basically um, headless WordPress would be, you could use WordPress just for people to put in the content. And on the front end, you you may not use WordPress at all. You could actually have, um, if we take our uh, our mobile app for example, it has no WordPress in it, but it can actually just draw the data, and actually submit data through the REST API. Mm -hmm. um, but really, just opens up those doors of of interacting with other technology components that, you know, maybe you know the the WordPress templating engine just doesn't work or it doesn't isn't feasible. Um, and, and like maybe it doesn't need to be cached as heavily or something something like that, different different uh, factors that it, it makes it beneficial for. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if I'm understanding from what Ashley wrote in the article, uh, it, it sounds like your Bostonia site is sort of semi-headless. So you've got like your main website that still runs through all the regular uh, WordPress theme, uh, all the regular functions and loop. Um, and then you have these sort of special features that go off and have their own CSS and JavaScript dependencies. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So on top of the Bostonia theme, we have a plugin that allows us to say, look in this directory for CSS and JavaScript. So okay. it will basically um, will override any styles and we'll add our own custom styles within, within the article um, to match our markup and to do all the fancy stuff. So um, when you look at the front end and that um, that basketball experience that shows up, that's all just unique to that article mm -hmm. for the most and, part. And so the only interaction that that article has with WordPress is just through the API pulling that data out. 
Oh, well, well no, so the uh, content is in WordPress too. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say sure. that's a truly headless WordPress. Um, so I would say like if you use React and it was only like a front end app type thing, like a single app, that would be how you would make it like truly headless. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, but, but for that experience, that experience per se is kind of pretty much that component is headless, you know, where it's submitting, it's reading, but it's not, it doesn't really depend on the templating engine. Right, right. Um, all right, so you've you've built this thing. You've built uh, this comment engine, I guess, or your, your custom comments that you that you're using. Um, what kind of response have you gotten? Have you actually gotten lots of submissions? Um, have you seen anybody using it in a way you didn't expect them to? <laughs> Um, people have been really respectful. I've, I've been kind of poking around the submissions because you know my, my worst fear, right, is that people are going to go in and throw in all this kind of all these awful answers and try and throw it off. Um, mm -hmm. Which is, by the way, why I love comments because <laughs> moderation it takes a lot of the risk out of it. Um, but people on the whole have been really respectful, putting in like really good, thoughtful answers into it. Um, and we've gotten a good response. We've gotten um, like 170 responses out of it. And yeah. that's without any particularly strong marketing effort. Um, right. On this particular article, I don't think we've done any real pushing out of it uh, that I can tell. Yeah, usually our, uh, our editorial teams will do a lot of cross-promotion, yeah. mm -hmm. um, which is another thing we're looking to solve with most likely some aspect of the REST API in, in sure. the near future. Um, with with we, we basically refer to it as syndication. So the, the articles are syndicated to different properties in the university, and um, we just need an easier way to do that. Um, but this article hasn't yet gotten that attention, mm -hmm. so we're hoping that it does, and and later on where uh, it'll get some more responses. Yeah. Um, but all so the same. Sorry. No, go go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say all. I mean, all the same. It's a great story, and it's you know mm -hmm. one that needs to be told. And by by response, we're only judging by the comments that have been submitted for it. Yeah. We haven't looked at analytics, so it, it could have got 100,000 people. We don't know. Right. But, Who are just too shy to actually submit that uh, yeah. response. And, and you can actually fill out the experience and not actually submit your answers. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we were looking to get across, around the flooding protection, um, we added a capture field to the end. And we basically mm -hmm. say, hey... Uh, do you want to share your answers? If you do, we just need to verify you're a human, and that mm -hmm. way we don't have to worry about spam coming through uh, heavily with, right. with the nature of it. Yeah, so it could be people get to the end and they just don't, they just don't care to share. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, if that's like half, then we'd have like 300 people. But <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about that today, and if we could do it differently, we were thinking we would um, store unsubmitted content privately, and then at least, or at least know that somebody got to the end. So we mm -hmm. could actually gauge how many people actually fully experienced the entire article. Um, mm -hmm. that, that would be something that we would have done differently, but we didn't think of it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe some sort of like, yeah, some sort of tracker to track their progress through it to see, you know, where did they abandon it if they abandoned or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you mentioned um, content syndication using the REST API. Let's talk about that just for a quick moment. Uh, how is that something you're working on right now? Is that something you sort of have in your head as a project that's coming up? Yeah, probably in our head that's yeah. coming up. Um, right now, um, there's actually a lot of work going on currently for multi-site in the REST API and core. Right. Um, 
So there's actually no way to moderate users on sites through the REST API if you have that ability. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also a lot of, um, you can't actually search for sites in certain ways. You can really say, uh, most URL is the main way. Um, so a lot of, there's been a lot of discussion the last three weeks about the best way to do that. Is a blog meta table the correct way? Like how, so the future of multi-site is really up in the air a little bit as far as the REST API, which is exciting. Um, so we're, uh, we're keeping an eye on that and, you know, kind of spitballing in our head about, you know, what we would need, how it might work, um, but definitely down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's certainly a fun time to be building out new tools like this. Uh, it's also a little scary because, you know, you don't want it all to fall out from under you when they decide to go in a different direction. <laughs> version three is the REST API after you uh, build everything in version two. So the great thing about the REST API is um, when uh, when it comes out, mm -hmm. there's a version associated with it. So right. when the next version comes out, they're gonna ha it's gonna be wpjson slash v3. Right. So you can have your legacy apps continue to use that v2 until you need to upgrade it. So that's one of the great parts about it, um, and especially with WordPress's uh, commitment to backwards compatibility, mm -hmm. uh, they made sure that that was something that was in 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 the REST API in order to to support that moving forward. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've talked a lot about the REST API. Um, I also, I said at the beginning, and I really mean this, I, I really liked the design of the piece. And so Ashley, I want to focus on you for a moment. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, so I really thought it all came together, uh, you know, the, the visuals and the audio, but also like at one point, even the tactile physical experience with the, the tracing the map going north and things like that. Can you talk a little about, uh, so you talked about your process of storyboarding and going to these meetings. Um, can you talk a little about what your priorities were in terms of the aesthetic you were going for, the, you, what, you, what you were trying to design as you designed it? I mean, ultimately, I, I really just wanted to make sure that I made people feel something and I made them really think and that I just guided them through a certain, um, this sort of uh, set of thoughts and processes that Dr. Woodbine put together. Um, when, you, when you see his, um, the diagrams that he's built and the, when you read the article and you see the questions he's asking and what he's asking you to do when he's taking you through this, um, these games, this ritual of his, it's, it's amazing. And I didn't want to screw that up um, <laughs> on the web. So all of every single decision I made was like, okay, is this asking the right question? Um, is this making people think about something that might be uncomfortable for them? Um, is the behavior in this um, slide or in this interaction reflecting what is um, happening in the historical uh, sort of piece that you're looking at. So the, the thing that you're mentioning, the great migration slide actually has you scroll or swipe a number of times mm -hmm. that go through an actual map migrating north. And I really wanted it to feel long and you know sort of treacherous and like it was going and going and going. In my testing, I kind of hated her for that. I had to test it as well. <laughs> I was thinking about that as I went through it, like how, I mean, I guess, so in comparison to what's actually being described, this sounds like the most petty thing in the world, but I got tired <laughs> swiping yes, through. Yeah. You're supposed and, to get and tired. It worked. <laughs> and, right. And that sort of it really struck me that like, you know, that was a that was 
I assume, and you're, you're saying, yes, a deliberate choice on your part. Very, very deliberate. Um, everything, basically everything in here was a very deliberate choice from the audio in the background, um, which uh, the, the audio people here are amazing. They took all my nonsense and made sense <laughs> of it. Um, the illustrations uh, that uh, the illustrator worked on, um, the questions that we asked, even that capture at the end ended up working out really well too, yeah. because it was a way to say, okay, yeah. like this is what you you did by going through this questionnaire, and you can contribute to it, and it reaffirmed sort of that you as a user have a piece in this experience. You're part of the community, and you can give back to it. That, that's really cool. I really like that. Uh, have either of you gotten any feedback from Dr. Woodbine himself? Have you heard anything about his thoughts? He loves it. He's he's so excited. He gave me a hug. He's just the nicest man in the world. He's so cool. Um, he's just a really, really great person. Um, and he was super, super excited to have it. He's he's going off in all kinds of directions now. He's like, oh, like what else can I do with this? He, and you know, trying to think of other ways he might um, bring this experience to people. So that's that's really cool. I'm a little jealous, like I said. Um, <laughs> so. I guess we've talked through this project a little bit. Um, at the risk of opening it up too much, what else are you guys working on? What other cool things? What's what's in store for the next quarter of Bostonia Magazine that, that you guys are working on? I would love to know. Yeah, I don't think we know yet. Yeah. Um, we, we get rotated in and out. So we have a fairly large design and development team. And everybody. Uh -huh take turns doing fun stuff like this so um, it, it was my turn and now somebody else gets to do cool stuff um, cool. but they always bring something good to us so I mm -hmm. bet there'll be something really interesting next issue mm -hmm. as well that's really cool yeah. well that sounds like a lot of fun thank you both for talking about this uh, I I really enjoyed it to the extent that you can enjoy a piece making you think about the horrors of discrimination and uh, <laughs> That's yeah. really heavy stuff. I, I appreciated it, I think, is the better word than enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're about ready to wrap up. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about with the REST API, with this piece? Uh, anything that you want to say to the broader WP Campus community while you've got their attention? I don't know. Um, don't be afraid to ask to do something. Yes. I mean, <laughs> a lot of times you might, like, you know, maybe there you don't really have a use for it, but maybe you see something and you think and say, hey, it might take a little bit more time to learn, but it would benefit the team later on. Or, you know, you, sometimes you might be surprised with uh, the support you get. And, um, you know, it, it, and, and even if it doesn't get accepted, you know, maybe you do it a half hour a day instead of reading your email or uh, mm -hmm. not your work email, your personal email, <laughs> Twitter or something. You know, you just spend a little time. I don't read my work email either, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some people here too. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, just go for it and try. And, and the worst that'll happen is they say no when you spent an hour on it and you uh, you learned something, you know, so. I'd say try something risky. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's appropriate for the project. If you have a cool idea, give it a try. See what happens. You know, can't hurt, as, as John says. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Thank you both very much. Uh, if you haven't already heard, WP Campus 2017 will be held July 14th and 15th in Buffalo, New York. Are either of you going to be there? Both of you going to be there? I will be on a cruise in Alaska. I will not make it. I, I do believe I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so come see Ashley. Uh, you won't see John, but, you know, 
Alaska. That's that's okay too. That's sort of like I'm bummed, <laughs> I'm bummed but I'm not. <laughs> uh, early bird tickets go on sale April seventeenth, and you do not want to miss this event unless you're on a cruise in Alaska. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, be sure to follow at WPCampusOrg on Twitter for announcements about this year's conference and also uh, news and updates about this podcast, WP Campus Community, and more. Uh, WPCampus.org for anything and everything WP Campus, including uh, on the website for this, uh, this episode of the podcast, we'll have links to all of the things we talked about, the, uh, the interactive piece in the original article in Bostonia, um, and if you have a suggestion for this podcast, a future episode, or if you have done something that you want to share with the world and you want to be on the podcast, tweet it at us at WPCampusOrg, and we will see it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.